series on healing. We're learning how to receive healing from God so that when he, he manifests his power, you can be healed because you have faith, because you have revelation knowledge, because you understand the realm of the spirit. So let's continue our series. But first, let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for being here today, for manifesting your truth. We thank you and praise you for teaching us your way. We thank you that is so important to you that we be healed, that you took those stripes for us, that you hurt for us. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. Isaiah 53, 3. He was despised and rejected and forsaken by men, a man of sorrows and pains and acquitted with grief and sickness, and like one from whom men hid their faces. He was despised and we did not appreciate his worth or have any esteem for him. Surely he, was, he has borne our griefs, sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses and carried our sorrows and pains of punishment. Yet we ignorantly considered him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God as if with leprosy. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. And so provision for our healing has already been taken care of. I shared with you, Jesus said to me, I hurt that you hurt, so I hurt for you. He did this for us because it hurt him that we hurt. And yet, as Isaiah says, we don't appreciate what he did, and that's because we don't understand. God wants you to have understanding. Faith is your understanding. It's revelation knowledge. Faith comes from hearing the word of God, from getting understanding. If you haven't heard, you can't believe. And so we talked about changing our mind, deciding to believe, changing what we think to be in agreement with Jesus. And Today, we're going to talk about faith action. If we have action to our faith, it's because we believe. If we believe what God said, if we've done the work of getting faith, having that word sown in our heart and letting it grow and press through, then we're going to have action to our faith. Because we understand. Faith without action is dead. So we're going to go over to James 2.17. We'll start in verse 15. If a brother or sister is poorly clad and lacks food for each day, and one of them says to him, Goodbye, keep yourself warm and well fed, without giving him the necessities of the body, what good does that do? Right? If someone is poor and they lack food, and you just say goodbye, keep yourself warm and well-fed. Or maybe many Christians pray for that person for their need to get met. But 
they're able to meet that need, but they don't. So what good does that do? That person is still left without what they need. Verse 17 says, so also, this is the same thing. So also faith, if it doesn't have works, deeds, and actions of obedience to back it up, by itself is destitute of power inoperative and dead. So first of all, we can talk about actions of obedience. Actions of obedience. What is that? To know the spiritual the, the spiritual realm, to have understanding of the way God's law is, is part of your faith. Because when you believe, when, when you get that revelation knowledge, when you have understanding, then you're going to have faith. You're going to be obedient to and have adapted to like we talked about in Mark 4, to be that soil, that well-adapted soil. You're going to have come to that place. Abraham came to the place. He was God's friend. He trusted God. He took Isaac up the mountain to slay him, to offer him as a sacrifice because he trusted God. He said to Sarah, we'll be back. And they were back. God came through for him because he had faith. He, he had faith action. He did what God said. And so when you're believing God to be healed, you also have to have faith action. You have to have those acts of obedience. Jesus said, if you have anything against anyone, you need to forgive them so that your Father can forgive you. There's spiritual laws you have to have under your belt. You have to have understanding of. And that is your faith action. And then that faith action stems into actually the peace of knowing that God already healed you. I'm thinking of when I shattered my kneecap. And I had lots of experience of God healing me. And so I knew, I knew I could trust him. And um, I was not real focused for about a week. And then finally I got sick and tired of it. I could hardly walk. My knee was swollen. I had um, probably an infection in there. It was hot. And um, it, it was quite the injury. So anyway, I said to God, I said, I really need to start running again. I need to run down that road. And he said, what's stopping you? And then I heard James 2.17, faith without action is dead. And so what he was saying is if you believe, then go ahead and run down that road. And I was surprised, actually, that I could even run. And it's about a 20-minute run. And when I got almost home, he touched me. The heat left, the pain left, and I was healed. The woman with issue of blood, she had faith action. She touched the hem of his garment. Jairus had faith action. He waited. He patiently waited for Jesus. 
he could have got so offended when the centurion came and said, your daughter is dead. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Don't bother him. She's already dead. He could have freaked out. But he must have heard enough word. And Jesus was right there. We talked about that. Jesus was right there to make that word come alive. He knew it was Satan coming to steal the word. And he turned to Jairus and said, only believe. And Jairus believed. He only believed. He took captive his thought. He changed his mind. And as did the woman of the issue of blood, she didn't look at her circumstances anymore. She thought, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. And what about the man with a withered hand? Jesus said, reach out your hand. And he did. Right in front of the Pharisees who were ready to persecute him. Religious people can put a lot of pressure on you. And especially did they, Jesus. But because they believed, you can't say you believe if you don't have faith action. Lots of people actually, um, verse 18 says, but someone will say to you then, you say you have faith. And I have good works. Now you show me your alleged faith apart from any works, if you can't. And I, by good works of obedience, will show you my faith. So you have to have that action to say that you believe. If you believe something, you're going to act it out. Verse 19, you believe that God is one, you do well. So do the demons believe in shudder and terror. And make a man's hair stand on end and contact the skin of the surface of his skin. Are you willing to be shown proof of your foolish, unproductive, spiritual deficit, fellow, that faith apart from any good works is inactive and ineffective and worthless? And so the point I wanted to make is a lot of people say, I believe. I believe God. I trusted God. But it must not be his will because I didn't get healed. And Jesus, Jesus is telling us, the word is telling us, even the demons believe. So what are we saying? I believe, but you don't have faith action. I believe, those are just words that we're saying. If we haven't taken the time to get understanding, to get faith, then we're just saying, I believe. But you don't because if you did, you would act as though you were healed. When I ran down the, the road, I was acting like I was healed. I wasn't healed. I was just acting like I was. And I got healed because I acted like I was. I believed what I said. I believed because I went down the road like he told me to. If you don't know what faith action to take, you can ask him and he'll tell you. If, you're, if you don't love, if you're not loving, your faith isn't going to work. Jesus said, when you stand before God, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father can forgive you. 
You're, you're, you can't talk to the mountain and expect it to move. You can't have faith without works, actions of, of obedience. It won't work. You have to follow those spiritual laws. And if you don't have that kind of faith, then you have to keep going, keep hearing, keep doing, keep checking yourself. If you're asking Jesus why you're not healed and he tells you to forgive someone, forgive that one. Whatever he tells you to do, do it because he's showing you how to receive your healing. Each time he gives you a direction, he's directing you towards good because he loves you. And so if we just say we believe and we're, we're still acting sick and talking sick and worried that we're sick, then we really don't believe that we're well. When you ask Jesus to heal you, when you, when you say you believe, then everything's going to change. If you believe, everything's going to change. You're going to act healed. You're going to run down the road. You're, you're not going to be complaining. If someone says, how are you? You're going to say healed. By his stripes, I was healed. I believe that. You're going to believe that and not your circumstances. He bore our sickness, our disease, our sorrow, and our pain. And we didn't appreciate it. You know, that says to me, we haven't taken the time to figure out why it's not happening. We don't appreciate it. We're, we just say, well, it must not be God's will to heal me. Because he didn't. It didn't work. He doesn't love me. God is good. He's not the one stealing from you. The enemy is. The enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy. And he does that at, by putting those thoughts in your head. And that's why you got to take captive those thoughts. You have to change your mind and believe. And you can't do that without the word. You can't do anything without Jesus. Faith comes by hearing the word. You believe it because you heard it. Jesus said, pay attention to what you're hearing so that you can receive 30, 60, and even 100-fold return. If you're not paying attention, the enemy's going to take it. He's going to take it. He roams around like a roaring lion looking for someone whom he can devour. If he can get you to think it's not God's will, he can take it. He's trying to get you mad at God, really. He's trying, you know, many people call God a liar. They say, God didn't want to heal me. He wants me to bear this because they don't know any better. God is asking us to know better. When he manifests his healing power, Jesus said there wasn't much he could do in his own hometown because they didn't believe because of their unbelief. His healing power was there to heal. 
but they didn't have faith. They didn't believe. Jesus' return is soon. And he's teaching us. He's beckoning us to learn his way, to have faith. Because men and women are rising up willing to do his work, anointed by him to go around doing good. His healing power is manifesting. And in order for you to be healed, you have to have faith or it's just going to pass you by. You have to do something. Faith without action is dead. Even the demons believe. They believe. You can't just say you believe and then act sick. You can't just say what is and say that you believe. Abraham believed or he would have never taken Isaac up to the mountain. Or he would have said to Sarah, God asked me to do this and say, say your last goodbyes. He believed God. He believed God. And it was accounted to him as righteousness. you got to get to the place where you trust God. And that can only happen as you dedicate your time to get to know him. Take the time to know him so that you can trust him. Faith without action is dead. You can't say you have faith and not have works to back it up. During the time that my, my knee was shattered, I, w I didn't sit home. I was taking care of my mom. I was taking her places and doing things as if I was healed. But the thing I didn't realize I was doing that was in faith action is I was taking Advil. And Jesus said, before he told me to run down the road, he said, stop taking the Advil. And the, the pain just about was gone from not taking it. And then the next thing I had to do was go ahead and run down the road. If I believed, I would run down that road. If I didn't believe, I would have said, no way, I'm not doing that. But I believed. I started out to, dis I decided to believe instead of going to the doctor. And so I had action with my faith. Whatever situation you're in, you can have faith. And especially when you hear Jesus give you instruction. Especially when you tell them your faith, your, especially when he tells you what your faith action needs to be. And don't get offended when he gives you that faith action. He's helping you to receive. His power is here for you to receive, is what he's saying. All you got to do is believe him. And you can receive your healing. It's all you gotta do is believe. Only believe. He's so good. He's so in love with you. He's just looking, just like when he saw the man. He's just looking for someone to touch. Remember, he said, Who touched me? 
Healing power has gone out of me. He felt it. The woman with the issue of blood touched him with her faith. He didn't just pick one or two people out of the crowd. He touched them. They touched, the woman touched her with her faith. People came, Jairus came and fell at his feet. That was, that was a faith action right there. Jesus is so in love with you, and he wants you to have faith in him. If you haven't taken the time to get to know him, if you haven't asked him to come and live on the inside of you so that he can teach you and guide you, then now's the time. He's asking us to go for him. When you receive your healing, you're, you're going for him. You're telling others who he is and what he did. You're witnessing for him, and they're going to want what you have. Revelation. Revelation 3.19 says he corrects those he loves. You might need correction today. You might be one of those people who say, said, I'm healed. I'm not healed because God didn't want to heal me. This is why he wants me. He did this to me. Repent. Be corrected. You, you can't do that without looking at the word of God. You can't accuse him in ignorance. You've got to look at the word of God and find out the truth. That's the only way you're going to know the truth. You can't depend on someone else. Revelation 3.20. He's knocking at the door of your heart. He said he would come and live on the inside of you if you would heed his voice. That means you got to take that correction. You have to, you have to do what he said. You have, you have to have that obedience that backs up your faith. And then he's going to live on the inside of you. If you don't heed his voice, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. You have to heed his voice. Actions of obedience. Because you trust him and you know him. Whatever he tells you to do, you're going to do it. My sheep know my voice. And so if you never asked him to come and live on the inside of you, I'll pray with you right now. I'll pray with you right now. Jesus... We thank you that you're knocking at the door of our heart, that you want us to be a part of your life, that you want to do good for us. We thank you and praise you, Lord, that you would just come and live on the inside of us right now. Live on the inside of us. Be our God. We submit to you. We commit to you. We will heed your voice. We won't follow the voice of the enemy, but we're going to follow your voice. We're going to receive from you, and we're going to prove your will is good and perfect. We're going to prove your will is good and perfect by changing our mind, coming into agreement with you, and having that action 
of obedience, that faith, action, to manifest your power in our lives. Thank you and praise you, Jesus. If you said that prayer, he is living and you meant it. He's living on the inside of you. If you said that prayer and you meant it, he's there and he's going to teach you. He's going to guide you. He's going to tell you things to come. He's going to remind you of what you said, what he said. He's going to do so much good for you. You're just going to be overwhelmed with joy. So we'll talk again tomorrow. And um, thanks so much for listening today. And just really take that time to get to know him. And I just feel like the Lord is saying to remind you that he is coming and he's asking us to be a part of his life, to receive from him, and then to go and do that work for him. Stop worrying about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. Stop being conformed to the world. There's so many more important things to do, and Jesus said that. Isn't life more important than worrying about those little mundane things? He's coming, and we need to prepare. It's not his will that even one should perish. And you can be a part of that. You can be a part of someone's salvation. Imagine that. How exciting is that? So good to us. He loves you so much. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you.